You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. We are a worldwide denomination which welcomes everyone to worship with us, regardless of your age or your race, your gender, sexuality, status or lifestyle, we embrace you. Whether you're meeting us here for the first time or you're a regular visitor to our online service, you are most welcome. Tonight, we begin a series of weeks in which we look at and try to grasp the real meaning of faith. What faith is, not just how the theologians understand it, but what it means to us as loving and loyal Christians, how we personally understand it as individuals in the different circumstances of our lives. So let us pray. O God and creator of all, in Jesus you gave us the perfect example of faith, faith and commitment to you and how to have faith in ourselves as his followers. Please strengthen and inspire us to hold on to that faith, especially in difficult times, and to offer it to the world with open hands and loving hearts. Amen. And now our first reading, which is from the prophet Isaiah, and then we will hear from the Gospel of St Matthew. A reading from Isaiah Chapter 55, verses 1 to 5 Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you, because of the Lord your God is the Holy One of Israel. For they have endowed you with splendour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's Gospel is a reading from Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 to 21. John the Baptist had just been executed. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat, privately, to a solitary place. Hearing of this, The crowds followed him on foot from the towns 
when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to all the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be found acceptable to you, O God. Amen. In many churches, not this one, something called the Creed is said by everyone at a service. There are three creeds, in fact, all going back about 1500 years or more, and each one is a bit different from the others. Two of them begin, I believe in God, or I believe in one God. And then there's quite a long list of things that had come to be accepted by Christians at the time they were written. Some people take these creeds very seriously. I remember my grandfather, when I was a child, standing to attention when he said the one that was used at the service he attended. The problem is that in using a creed, I believe, it's followed by a string of statements that, on, that not everyone who says them actually does believe. And in some cases, by statements which do not really stand up to serious questioning. It would be more honest to say, I have faith in the God described by the ancient church in this creed, but that's pretty clumsy. It would, though, make for a more truthful statement of faith, leaving room for people who, need to, who used it to say the bits they weren't sure about and still express faith in God. And surely faith is more important than belief, if by belief we mean belief in a string of certainties. If we're in a relationship with someone else, as a partner or a friend perhaps, we can believe in that person's offer of trustworthiness, honesty, generosity and so on. But those are not certainties. We cannot prove their existence. We have to have faith both in the person, faith which will be strengthened or weakened as time goes by, depending on how the relationship develops. And it's a two-way thing, of course. The other person can be attentive and careful about the relationship, and so can we. 
But the opposite is true as well. Each of us can be, each of us can neglect it so that eventually it withers and dies. It's partly like that with God. We have a relationship with God and while God will never stop loving us, we of course are quite capable of completely ignoring our relationship with God. For many people that's because neither they nor anyone else can prove God's existence. Those of us who want to keep alive our relationship with God do so because we have faith in God, not because we can be certain of our beliefs. The general theme of our services this month is, what is faith? And tonight's theme of the day is fidelity to what? Fidelity to what? I've talked a bit about faith and how it's different from belief. But fidelity, it's not a word we use very much and I suppose we could say faithfulness instead. There's certainly an overlap of meaning and the roots of the two words are in the same Latin family of words. In that overlap though, while there's still the notion of faith, there's also the word, there's also in the word fidelity, a stronger idea of loyalty. So tonight's theme could be loyalty to what? But let's not forget faith and faithfulness and, and so stick with fidelity to what? Now in St John's Gospel we read of Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth and the life. Truth. I suggest that in answering the question fidelity to what? Our most simple, most straightforward answer should be the truth. But then of course we come to Pontius Pilate's question, what is truth? Mahatma Gandhi, the great peaceful campaigner for Indian independence, subtitled his autobiography, The Story of My Experiments with Truth. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the Soviet-era author who had been imprisoned for years by the Russian authorities, entitled the address he gave when he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature, One Word of Truth. Apparently there's a Russian proverb that goes, one word of truth outweighs the whole world. And going back to St John's Gospel, we read of Jesus saying that those who continue in his word will know the truth, and that the truth will set people, such people free. Now I think it's unlikely that any two of us would agree totally on every single aspect of Christianity. That's always been the case, and sadly, disputes about within the church have led, the, have led to much bloodshed over the years. I think we have to be a bit, try to be a bit humble about this. I know what I believe, in outline at least, but I'm not sure about all of it, and my beliefs change as time goes on. I have therefore not got the right to impose my ideas on others. And I hope that when I'm preaching, what I say is more thought-provoking than dictatorial. What I think we all have the right and the responsibility to do, though, is to seek truth, to try to make progress in answering Pilate's question. 
For many people, their starting point will be the Bible, though we shouldn't worship it. And it's worth remembering that it can be used in ways other than the one we personally favour. Some people will try to get at truth through the teaching of non-biblical Christian writers. Others will favour philosophers, scientists, artists, novelists, playwrights, poets, historians, filmmakers, musicians. And all of us bring our own experiences to bear on the matter. This list of possibilities suggests two very important points. None of us can know the whole truth, and truth can be provisional. Partly because we believe the evidence and thinking about what we've already done, what we've already come to believe, but, can't, um, but, um, but we can't foresee how those things might change. And partly because facts themselves do change. For a Christian, our basic faith in God can sustain us in exploring fidelity to truth, a fidelity that can be threatening. Think of Jesus crucified, Gandhi assassinated, Solzhenitsyn imprisoned for years. But list or no list, it's the most basic belief about God that what we can know about God is limited. It's been said that there is God beyond God. This means that for all we think we know about God, for all we believe about God, whether that's in the creeds or not, all that is part of the created order. It's part of the created order along with us, the earth, the planets, and all the billions of galaxies. That doesn't make it all untrue, but it does mean it's incomplete. God is not part of the created order. God is outside time, outside space. A good starting point in trying to understand this is Paul's remark, referring to God. In, in him we live and move and have our being. We and every other bit of creation are in God, and we Christians believe that God has let us see, discover something of God's nature and of God's will for creation. And we Christians also believe that God invites humans, uniquely within the created order, so far at least, to be creative partners in caring for our world, perhaps for our universe. It's in order to say yes to that invitation that we need to explore and explore again what we mean, might mean by truth. So, fidelity to what? I think that despite all the complications, fidelity to truth is a pretty good answer. Amen. Today's readings remind us that Jesus knows our needs, both physical and spiritual, and gives in abundance to those who ask in faith. Let us bring all our prayers to God the Creator in the name of his Son. Responses, loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We pray for our world. As COVID-19 continues to spread across America, South America 
and countries whose infrastructure and governments are ill-prepared for such a pandemic. We pray that the Holy Spirit guide world leaders to move beyond pride and arrogance and be touched by the suffering of their people and dare to ask for help and guidance. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We continue to pray for peace and unity in our world. We long for the day when we may recognise the spirit of the living God living in every human being and reach out in love, calling them brother, sister, sibling. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We pray for those marginalised in our societies. We pray for those in addiction, those who are homeless. We pray for those who suffer any kind of abuse because of who they are or what they believe in. As domestic violence figures so, we pray for those who feel trapped and live in constant fear. Loving God, who through your Son offer the fullness of life, we bring before you all those who suffer. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We give thanks for the blessings we receive each day. Our faith, our family, our friends. We pray for those who are coming into membership of our church next week. As a church, may we continue to be a living witness to the presence and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We pray for all those who are sick. We particularly remember Cathy and Fiona and take a moment to bring our own sick loved ones into the presence of God. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We pray for all those who have died and their families. We especially remember Ron's sister Evelyn and Bron and his family. May Evelyn now rejoice in the presence of God together with her mum and all those she has loved and lost. We pray for the peace of Jesus who offered it to his friends after his resurrection to touch and strengthen Ron and his family. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We light a candle for all those who continue to suffer with HIV and AIDS because of the greed of manufacturers who put profit before human life. And for those in countries where medical help is limited. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. We also light a candle for the work of Rainbow Hall, supporting our siblings who have had to leave family 
and home just because of who they are. Love and God, pour out your grace upon us. We remember our own prayers and those in our book of intentions. Loving God, pour out your grace upon us. As one family we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from every evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now let us say together the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. So now let us all go forth in continuing to declaring our faith in the living God and our life in Jesus. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.